In tonight's episode of Staggering Stories of Science and the Future, be horrified at the evil El Presidente's plans for galactic domination. Be stimulated at what happens to Jean in her crisis chair. Wince with pain at where fake Keith gives the real Keith a vicious Chinese burn. Find out exactly what Crumbly gets up to down in Hampshire and what Stephen gets up to with Lego bricks. All these tales of strangeness and oddities in this tonight's episode of Staggering Stories of Science and the Future. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I am Stephen, and I have been away a while, but hello. <laughs> I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am merely Keith. Aww. I cannot be real without fake. Uh, you sure there's a bit of regeneration happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Are you uh, both married? Um, <laughs> with all due respect to my colleague Steve here, I hope not. <laughs> Talk to me afterwards. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, strange predictions besides, it's the news with El Presidente. To who? Confidential Unleashed. Ah, yes. Back in 2011, Doctor Who Confidential was taken out to the barn and never returned. Shot. Now, over a decade later, it's returning from the dead under the new name of Doctor Who, colon, Unleashed. Like Confidential, this new behind-the-scenes series will air on BBC Three directly after each episode of Doctor Who premieres on BBC One. RTD2 said of this shambling resurrection. <laughs> Over the years, I meet so many people who were inspired to find careers in TV because of the behind scenes material the BBC would show, and now it's back in the grand old tradition of Doctor Who Confidential, but in a new form, unleashed. <laughs> so, a new, whole new generation and faithful fans of old can see what the stars and the crew get up to behind the cameras. Oh. So it did save confidential work in the end, I don't know. Say, <laughs> mm-hmm. so RTD didn't waste any time. RTD 2, I should say. Yeah, there, he has mentioned that he wants to get back to, as it was, the Hooniverse. Because mm. when, when he was in charge, we had Sarah Jane Adventures, we had Torchwood, we had Doctor Who. And confidential, totally Doctor Who. Yeah, it beat Avengers Endgame to the punch <laughs> with uh, the, the uh, not the end of time. Oh, the Tenant's last couple of ones. Oh, uh, yeah, end of time. End yeah. of time. Yeah, it, it beat Endgame to the punch. So mm. That's what he's of. after. We'll see. Except all the characters didn't fade into dust. No, Star Cops. New audio series! Those audio mongers, Big Finish, are returning to the high frontier for some more Star Cops action. In a reverse to their previous policy of box sets rather than monthly releases, the new set of Star Cops audio, collectively going by the name of Blood Moon, (laughs) will be six releases, one per month. 
Original TV cast, David Calder as Nathan Spring, Linda Newton as Paul Kenzie, and Trevor Cooper as Colin Davis, will all be returning, as well as Philip Oliver as the audio-only Paul Bailey, and Lindsay Morell as the relatively relative newbie Alice... Ac- I'm going to mangle this. Alice Okorono. <laughs> it's not the only one. Okoro. <laughs> Okoro, thank you. <laughs> Script editor and former policeman Andrew Smith gushed... Starcups is always a treat to come back to. The concept, established by the late Chris Butcher in his 1987 TV series, provides a rich dramatic canvas for us. There are so many stories that can be told about policing near Earth space. In the near future, stories that are... Steve, Ah, bondage! (laughs) That are told in a gritty, realistic way, and the writers never fail to deliver. The monthly releases begin in January 2024 and can be pre-ordered now. Each for ten ninety nine on CD or eight ninety nine on download. Mm. It's interesting they're getting away from the box sets because once the future that we're reviewing again today, yeah, is again a monthly thing. Mm, yeah. yeah, though it's a set of them. Likewise, this stock ops they tended to do two box sets of three. Yeah, then now they're doing six of of one. It, it could be in response to the fiscally challenging times at the moment. Mm. It's almost mm. buying the box set on HP instead of having to find <laughs> sixty quid in one quick <laughs> go. You're buying it in uh, installments. Okay. For the benefit of the buyer rather than big finishing. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. if a lot of people are finding that the treats are becoming less affordable, you know, because of the cost of living, it rather than lose customers per se, it's better to get them buying still in board but buying it gradually than Maybe. in one box set rather than not buying it at all. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no disrespect, but I think who is their best seller? I'm mm. sure. Yeah. So it depends how many people are going to buy the star cops are they more likely to buy the one cd rather than the big i don't know yeah, yeah. Mm. well we won't find out they won't tell us what they did so no. <laughs> it's just an interesting change direction because they, yeah. they went so hard into box sets yeah getting rid of the monthly range for everything apart from torchwood which survived for some reason <laughs> um, once yeah. the future is already out, came out on Friday. The new one, the, the new, one. new one, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Equiston's one came out on Friday, and then we got another one some point later this month. There's oh. two this month, and then one in November. Doctor Who musical celebration dated. Yeah. Mm. A podcast or two ago, we mentioned that the now firmly in the past Doctor Who at sixty, a musical celebration concert held in Cardiff. This was advertised as a BBC Radio Two event so we assumed it would be recorded and broadcast at some point, likely in November for the anniversary. In actual fact, they appear unable to contain their excitement and will be releasing their audio payload over the radio airwaves on the very night this podcast is likely to be published, (gasps) namely Sunday the 15th of October at 8pm. After that point, it will be available via the BBC Sounds app and website. There is also talk of a video version that may appear on the iPlayer at a later date. Perhaps actually in November. Mm. Thought they would have kept it for the uh, blue, uh, the Blu-ray release, the box set. It may well be on there too. Who knows? There's going to be quite full box sets again potentially. Yeah, we Unlike... should be getting the air dates for the free special soon as well. Yeah, we should be getting that shortly. Someone this week, because apparently there's a thing about it in Doctor Who magazine, ah, which comes okay. out this Thursday, 
and some people get it early on Wednesday. It was with great sadness that we wish to announce that the Russian spy, Ilyai Kuryakin, is unfortunately now deceased. Kuryakin was at his height about 50 years ago, but went under deep, deep undercover as actor David Keith McCallum. His portfolio for McCallum stated that he was originally from Glasgow and had fallen victim to a break in time and has passed away aged 90. Mm. McCallum starred in a huge number of TV series and films, though a relatively small proportion of them was science fiction. Notable exceptions were The Invisible Man, Sapphire and Steel, Team Knight Rider, and arguably The Man from Uncle. Spyfire. He also guested on the likes of Babylon 5, Sequest, DSV, The Six Million Dollar Man, Mm. VR5, The Outer Limits, and Jeremiah. Mm. He also voiced the character of Alfred Pennyworth in several DC animation projects. In the past 20 years, he's also been best known for playing Dr. Donald Ducky Mallard in the Jag Stroke NCIS Universe series, appearing at least three of those series, but mostly being a regular on the original NCIS. Back in the 1960s, during the height of his original Man From U.N.C.L.E. fame, he released four albums, but unlike certain bewigged Canadians, mm-hmm. he did not sing on them. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, mm. he's actually uh, been sampled. Apparently. Yeah, and been used in a few gangster rap. There is. It's track quite the Edge, apparently. Yeah, it's quite mm. a famous riff track. Yeah. I can't. Exactly. Fake Keith would have been able to tell you. Unfortunately, she's not here. No. It's by some, some new whippersnapper rapper, I think, someone like T-Pack or yeah, something if, like that, or T-Bag, or along that line. If you'd have heard the original Filcher. track, you would recognise the music. Yeah, mm. yeah. Michael Gambon. Dead. Dead. Sir Michael John Gambon, CBE, originally of Dublin, has dumbled to death, aged 82. Oh, that... Oh. No. no. <laughs> I must have laughed no. because of that lyric. <laughs> Gambon is best known for taking over the role of Albus Dumbledore in the film series Harry Potter from the third film, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Also of note to likes of us is his role in Matt Smith's first Doctor Who special, A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. playing the Scrooge-like character Kazran Sardik. Other roles included appearing Sky Captain in The World of Tomorrow, mm. Paddington, and Paddington. Dad's Army, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, John English Strikes Again, Tales of the Unexpected, and, as himself, Top Gear. Oh, that corner. Indeed, the Gambon Corner, mm-hmm. famously. To a wider audience, he is known for his award-winning turn in The Singing Detective, mm-hmm. and for portraying the detective Maygray in two series on ITV. Apparently, yeah, he, he brought to the, in, the car in on two wheels yes. after Gambon's <laughs> corner. The second time he came, he also took that corner rather uh, yeah. sharply. <laughs> two wheels on his wagon and he was still rolling along. Yeah. He's quite a fan of, uh, of driving, apparently, I think. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And also a pilot, mm. a licensed pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Shauna Tripchick, dead. 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 US costume designer Shauna Tripchick of <laughs> California has been taken out to the black, aged only 56. Tripkick worked a lot with Just Whedon, starting off with giving us the look of the characters in Firefly, then over to Angel, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, and Dollhouse. 
More recently, she's worked in Star Wars Land for the Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and The Just Ed Ahsoka. Mm. You can hear her talk about some of her Firefly work on the DVD commentary to Shindig. Yeah, mm. it's no age, is it? 56? Uh, as I said, the closer you get to it, the less old it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Even Gambon is 82, and you think, that's not that far away. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not that. But then you look at David McCallum, he was 90. 90, and you think, yeah. Really? I thought it would be the other way around. I thought McCallum would have been younger. He was well preserved. He was. Mm. Yeah. Any addendums? The computer game Cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. looks like it's going down the Witcher route. Oh. Okay, what's that mean? So it means it's either going to be made into a film ah. or a TV series. Ooh. It's from the same studio, CK Project Red, yep. who have done uh, The Witcher, yep. the Witcher computer game. So at the moment, this is all in the planning stage. Nothing has been confirmed. Nothing has been written on paper. It's just uh, a speculative planning. Wasn't it already an animated it's, series uh, based well, on uh, Cyberpunk? Uh, Cyberpunk mm, yeah. uh, 77 is uh, an RPG game. <laughs> yeah. It but, had to get in there somewhere. <laughs> and, and some of that has been sort of split off into films, or variations of that have been split off into films. But this one is specifically based on uh, the computer game. Oh, okay. We're telling the story yeah. rather than just being in the same world. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say it might just be in the same world. Okay. But, uh, I'm pretty sure there's already animated. There's, there's, no, there's no news at the moment whether Keanu, Ree- Keanu Reeves will be resurrecting his uh, character uh. of Silverhand. Okay. From the game. Mm-hmm. Right. And also no comment whether we're going to have Idris Elba resurrect his character from the... Um, There's a recent uh, yeah, DLC. DLC. Thank you. Which I don't have yet, but yes. Yeah, so Sidepug Edge Runners. Yes. The 2022 animated series, web series. I'm yeah. There has been various cyberpunk things spin off from the book the role-playing game but okay must play that a bit more i didn't give a far (laughs) i haven't played it yet i've heard mixed things i think maybe it was a bit buggy but i did enjoy it it was quite quite good game in my humble not very (laughs) gamer opinion (laughs) uh my final addendum magic the gathering oh yeah yeah doctor who uh, release has now gone live you can actually purchase these items and like I said, I'm half and half. What are the, as I was discussing earlier is sometimes you can't get everything. You have to narrow your point of view. So mm-hmm. I'm really much in that camp. But the artwork looks glorious. I was literally about to say <laughs> yeah. the artwork, though. I did see each each Doctor, and most of them look okay, but one or two of them. The first Doctor in particular, I don't know who that was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't William Hartnell. It wasn't Richard Herndall. Probably wasn't even David Bradley. I don't know. It's some kind of amalgamation of the three of them. Was I don't know what it was. <laughs> The artwork I I have seen looks glorious. Mm. I am. It's one of those ones that I am sorely torn over. But as each, I think it's four sets, and each set costs about sixty quid. Really? I think. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but uh, they're not randomised. You just you get the cards. You, you get the cards. Yeah. So you will if you pay your two hundred and forty quid or whatever. Yeah. You would have got all the cards. Yeah. Okay. It is it is very, very steep. That's what's mm, that's yeah. it. That's the con. Mm. <laughs> but there's always a but. Yeah. Coast, I like it? the pack that's got David Tennant and Billy Piper in the front of it. <laughs> the timey wimey. Blast from the past. Master of Evil. They've each got fifty cards. 
so over a pound a card. Mm, yeah. you get boosts packs. It can ten p maybe at most to make. It can be it <laughs> can be inserted fighting. and utilized in the main Magic the Gathering game. Mm. Cards from the Who set boost cards in the main game so you can easily co- incorporate it but mm-hmm. also i understand it could be can be played just as the who game okay so you can have doctor who turn up in normal magic gallery yes yeah. that's that's the that idea fun. <laughs> <laughs> i might invest in like one of them just to see what it's like but I haven't played Magic the Gathering, so I have no idea. Yeah, neither, neither no, have I. I Construct number two, I think he's played some Magic, or could be one of the other card games that were popular yeah, at the time. Don't know. But I, I, do I really want to be constantly have be whipped by Construct number two if, <laughs> if I play? Probably not, no. Yeah, because, you know, he gloats around the house at the moment. I don't want to give him any more reasons <laughs> to feel yeah. superior. I have to dig out the Shall old we? next-gen Kletzball card game from... <laughs> Maybe we should have game. a Magic Gathering gathering as yeah. game. There's a cool Astrid Pref card. So is that it? I, I'm addendumed out. Mm. Thus endeth the news. Yay! And now, films that Dave would watch. Yeah. <laughs> we went back to the start of, well, bad films, basically. <laughs> and this um, is the granddaddy of them yes. all. Grave Robbers from Outer Space, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Plan 9 from Outer Space. Pulse for music. What did we think of this highly intellectual movie? I, I, I have to say something. I have to admit something. And it, yeah. it's something that, that Bill said. Plan 9 from Outer Space gets a very bad rap. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it has, it's been put up on a pedestal as the worst film ever. And yeah. yes, there are as bad films out there. Mm-hmm. Knights of Nuki spring to mind. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't watched that yet. No, we're not going to. <laughs> it's a classic. But, but anyway, there is nothing worse than this film this is a bad <laughs> film and I, I, i'm sorry there are films that come close there are films that come close but i don't think there is anything mm. that is as bad as i've never seen the room that's <laughs> uh, touted as the worst film ever made these yeah. days well my first impressions were not good i mean as soon as i saw the narrator i was immediately <laughs> reminded of the rocky horror picture show <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. criswell who apparently was a character of the time yeah he did have a tv series where he would be like mystic meg would predict the future come out with all this outlandish stuff which oddly enough has not stood the test of time at all it, <laughs> it didn't get anything right it, it was quite a common thing as well then to have that kind of prologue because you then also had it mm. in um all oh, the tv series with shatner and the gremlin on the wing the narrator and that kind yes of stuff. also the yes. the original showing of dracula 1932 had someone come from behind the curtain and explain okay. certain things. That has since been lost. Theatrical, mm, yeah. Yeah, that's gone the way of all organic matter yeah, down the tubes. When you <laughs> half expect the narrator to say, it's just a jump to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem with this film, it has the triple whammy of... Uh, Edward, well, Edward. The, the mul- <laughs> mul- multiple whammy of mm. not having enough money. No, clearly. A decidedly mediocre... Plot. Mm. Okay, it's been very generous. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that they've gone up, walked up to uh, people in the street and gone, Hey, kid, would you like to be in motion pictures? <laughs> uh-huh. 
In you go, you're acting in this film. Mm. Also, bad directing. Terrible directing. What mostly sticks in my mind is there is no establishing shot. Most no. most things, you'd have an establishing shot, then you'd go into a head-to-head. Yeah, yeah. One head, other. But you've got no... It's, it's all mid. Yeah. All mid shots. You, yeah. You've got no... Yeah. It doesn't relate to anything. No. You don't know where <laughs> anything is. Well, apparently, yeah. apparently um, two of the cast was... Were um, dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, one was definitely, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood veteran called Lyle Talbot who said he never refused an acting job. (laughs) And a cowboy star called Tom Keane. Yeah, I don't know who they were, but to my mind, the only two actors in the whole thing was the aircraft pilot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That probably was. I don't don't know which one it is. And his wife. Yeah, Mm. right. Those are the only two, to my mind, that had any A lot of them literally weren't actors. Yeah. Gravediggers were hilariously bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And they were literally people who were putting money into the film. They were from this Baptist church. Yeah. Who had funded yeah. the film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is this is made in 1957. Well, 1956. 56, um, I think, yeah. Black and white. It's studio-based mm. in a way that makes some of the worst Doctor Who studio-based <laughs> films programs, look like they were filmed in an amazing <laughs> arena. <laughs> Shakespearean I mean, dialogue. It was. You haven't done um, the zombie yet over here. No, no. <laughs> not yet. And the scripts, not only was the fact that everything was delivered a little bit deadpan and there was no <laughs> oh, real emotion enough. in any of it, getting beyond the acting that wasn't there, the scripts were awful. <laughs> the dialogue I mean, was particularly bad. Yeah. Even... A Shakespearean actor, even David Tennant would have had trouble trying to make yeah. something With out a straight of these <laughs> Oh, apparently one of the stars was um, Vampira. Yes. Mylan Nurmi. Yes. Ma- yes. Well, yep. The way she was walking around, she didn't really do a great deal as such. I mean, she didn't just, have a single line. Well, no, not really. I mean, she reminded me of the uh, the Hemovores. <laughs> yeah, just yes. walk around looking like their nails are drying. Yeah. Same she, kind of idea. Yeah, she's she, well, yeah. a vampire. Uh, if, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, she was an actress who... Presenter. Actress stroke presenter who only claim to fame was she played Vampira. Mm, yes. That, that, that was it. That That's was the why only... she was credited like that, yeah. Yeah, she did presented everything like that. Hate to say it, but a low grade Elvira. Yeah, indeed. Well, yeah. That's where the Elvira got her inspiration. It was, and from, she yeah. did sue Elvira and lost. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you watch the film Ed Wood, mm-hmm. which is about the writer, yeah. director, producer, and yeah. editor of this particular piece, yeah. uh, it goes into his history and what? you see recreations of this, and then you find out that Vampira was laid off from her gig at the local studio where she would front horror films on TV, basically. She yeah. lost that gig, and then that's when he pounced said do you want a job he happened to know Bella Lugosi yeah because he met him accidentally and mm. got this odd friendship with him in his last few years of life and had this footage of him he shot not knowing quite what he's going to do with it then Bella Lugosi died mm. then he thought I've got this material I want to make a film I've got a bit of money for this Baptist church what film can I make with this footage I've got of Bella Lugosi and then that's why you get this weird stuff of outside shots of Bella Lugosi yeah. anytime it's in the studio it's somebody else covering their it's, face it's yeah. somebody completely who's completely different, different yeah. height. A foot yeah. taller. Yeah. yeah. You can always tell when it's not Merlin Gozi because he's got the cloak. It covered his yeah. face. Right over his face. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Even over famous. his eyes, so he couldn't see a thing. No. Very strange way to make a film. <laughs> yeah. There was one element of this film, though, that uh, it, I have seen this before,
before, a long time ago. Right. And I kind of like missed, but it's coming back again, is that the message in it, it's one that you get on yeah. other films and it's actually, the message is quite surprising in relation to how it's put across in the, the programme, the whole thing about mankind, you're basically about to kill yourselves and everyone mm. else, so we've decided to come and stop you. We tried to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, this is a fairly common thing about outside trying to save humanity. Mm, yeah, it just reminded me, um, you know, the day the Earth yeah, was still. Yeah. 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 yeah, I can see where the inspiration came from. Stupid, stupid humans. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and then everyone goes on about how... uh it's woke to suddenly be aware of the environment. No, no, people have been aware of it for some time. Yeah. Back then, it's probably actually fairly rare to have, apart from uh, Daily Earth still, have aliens come to Earth trying to warn us, trying to protect us from ourselves. Mm, yeah. Normally, yeah. it's coming to invade. Whereas here, at least they're trying to help yeah, They're trying to help, yeah, indirectly, yeah. The way they're going about it, by <laughs> resurrecting the dead to march yeah. on our capitals oh, to prove that they exist. They had it's tried. It's very odd. Oh, because they had tried communicating <laughs> with the politicians and the politicians oh, and everyone grief. ignored them <laughs> yeah um, apparently yeah, yeah. So. as they would I like some of the made up words <laughs> they came out with what was the name of that um, alien translation device the dictaphlemmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmm
If Plan 9 from Outer Space wasn't enough, apparently there was further footage that was going to be used in a follow-up film called The Ghouls of the Moon. But it was filmed on nitrite film stock, so it's unfortunately didn't survive. But yeah, it was further footage of Bela Lugosi, and it was going to be in in a further film. (laughs) Another thing that tickled me about Plan Nine from Outer Space was how how many times they can use a certain word in a phrase or a sentence or or a piece of dialogue. Like yes, how many times town is mentioned? There was this town. It was a small town. Yeah. no one had any names for a while. It's the lady, the husband, the yeah. pilot, yeah. the police officer. Does anyone actually have any names in this yeah. place? Then the old man. He yeah, the old man. The, the old man's wife died mm. and the old man, man. went out. <laughs> yeah. I also like the fact that the people who were at her funeral were completely different people to who were at his yeah. funeral. Different, it's a bit weird. different circle of friends. <laughs> it all, uh, it's also the fact that, the yes, there was some exterior location. Yes. We had a few... Very little bit, yes. We, we mm. had a few establishing shots yes. of graveyards and whatever. Yeah. And then you cut to the graveyard. The establishing shot is during daylight. Mm-hmm. The shot to the graveyard is obviously in the studio. Yes. Yeah. But with black drapes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's suddenly night. Yeah. It just cuts between them. Yeah. Freely all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dare I add to the list of howlers that this film contains, where you see the pilot and the co-pilot looking out the window as the oh, US, yeah. Yeah, flies past. It is clearly saucer-shaped. But when he was interrogated, oh, it was cigar-shaped. Yeah, yeah I did wonder, what sort of cigars yeah. do they have over there? <laughs> <laughs> Big, fat, round one. Like a I mean, yeah. they, were clearly, they were clearly hubcaps from a 1957 Chevy. Yeah, that set of the flight deck, the, mm, the plane, yes. is particularly bad. <laughs> what, what, you mean the box? <laughs> yes, with the curtains. Yeah, yeah and their half-dinner plates, whatever they've got mm, for their, yeah. their yolks. Well, it's like the, the commander or the king of the aliens, his empire is a desk with a yeah. few bits on it and yeah. some silk curtains. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Got some medieval tabard on which yeah, they yeah, found in some costume. I think they were somewhere. taken from Ivanhoe or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. And when you watch Edward, I presume this is true, he seemed to have the compulsion of just getting the one shot. Yeah. One take and done. Move on. Yeah. yeah. They've literally filmed these things in four or five days. Yeah. They didn't have time to do lots of reshoots. Mm-hmm. So every time there's a, a fluff or they, they knock the cardboard gravestones. Mm, yes. Never mind. Carry on. That's it. Yeah. There, there was a logical reason for that. And it is literally these films are made on a shoestring. Mm, yeah. They yeah. worked out how many feet of film they needed to make the film. And that's what they bought, mm. because that's what they could afford. Yep. Mm. Apparently there is an Ed Wood film, uh, it's now been done, and it was found in the can, it was filmed, but he didn't have the money to mm. process it and release it. Oh, he right. literally had the money to buy the film and film it, but nothing more. So that's that's a bit like with the early Doctor Who as well. The fact that there's a load of stuff lost from the BBC because tape was so valuable... Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, you re-recorded they, it. Videotape is re-recorded um, over, yeah. And that's why a lot of these things are literally someone fluffs. Unless it's a really, really bad fluff, you just haven't got the, the go film to go back and yeah. record it. Carry on, yeah. It, apparently there is a colourised version. I, yes. watch, I watched the yeah. colourised version. What is version. the colourised version like? Same thing, but in muted colours, mm, really. Yeah. Oh, they didn't do a technicolour of it. No, it's fairly, fairly muted, generally. Somebody's gone in with a crayon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my suggestion is watch this film. By all means, watch it. 
but have some mind-altering substance <laughs> handy yeah. while you watch it. I've just just read a bit here. We're saying mm. about Vampira. Okay, apparently she got $200 and she recalled insisting that her part be silent mm-hmm. and she did not like the dialogue with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This may be inaccurate, but... <laughs> yeah, to be fair, none of them speak, but obviously Bella Lugosi's character can't speak because it's not him. Yeah. Because all the stuff they shot outside didn't have audio. Yeah, no. mm. So anything in the studio wasn't him. It's so bad it's good. And the guy playing Inspector Clay, he wasn't an actor, he was this guy who yeah. does monsters and uh, so he is, wrestling. He acted probably, other than the pilot and his missus, he was probably the third best actor in <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. At least he had emotion to his character, <laughs> even if they did repeat a lot of their lives. Mm, yeah, I think I'll pass. <laughs> no, we've had to watch this. Yes. So you're going to watch it. Get, get, get the um, the head clamp from... Oh, yes. <laughs> Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. Strap him down. So, ah! dear, <laughs> so, dear listeners, if you've ever watched Plan 9 from Outer Space, let us know what you think. Email us at show... At staggering stories dot net. It's just a jump to the left. <laughs> and we are sorry. We are so, <laughs> so it, it sorry. It was a big influencer on oh, that yes. certain film. Yeah. Future events such as these will affect you in, in the, the future. future. It was a town. A town like any other. A small town. So, dear listener, our sci-fi appetite was not sated with Plan 9 from Outer Space. (laughs) We wanted more Martian invasion. Oh, yes. So we decided to listen to Big Finish, Once and Future Part 5, The Martian Invasion of Planetoid 15. Got to say that with an echo. does sound like a plan nine times it does, it does. It's yeah. like very appropriate but actually it's probably a bit better <laughs> oh, no, i i think it's a lot better i enjoyed this one i did enjoy this, so this one is, it was uh, silly yes tenth doctor kind mm. of yeah uh, along with first doctor, no, first, first doctor yeah, to kick off with yeah yeah Stephen Noonan's first doctor then david tennant is the tenth Kind of regenerating Ford. Yeah. Then we got Jenny Vastra Strax and Missy. And mm, Missy. Yes. I'll be honest. When I got to the start of this, I didn't recognise who the first character was meant to be. Neither did I. The oh. first Doctor. Yeah. I actually had to look online at the casting to be like, right, uh, who, think, what character is this? Yeah. I, I think this is one of the, the reason why they've done it this way is to show cast their replacement Doctors. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. it ends up with the third Doctor, is it? Tre- yeah. uh, Trello. Trello. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, He's yeah. right at the very end. But no second Doctor. The main Doctor the story's about is the, what a what is drawing the fans i.e. Yeah. Davison Baker and uh, uh, Tennant yeah. mm. but it's, it also gives them a chance to showcase their uh, yeah. other secondary doctors yeah. so to speak yeah. yeah I was similar I'm like who is this why couldn't they have David Bradley he's yeah. done the first doctor mm, yeah. audios the first doctor did the hmm oh yeah. but it's like 
it was almost like a caricature of the first Doctor Ooh. rather than a portrayal of yeah. the yeah. first Doctor. I didn't even notice at first like, that was who it was meant to be. It was only after I'd seen like, what the character was and who this guy was playing. I yeah. was like, oh, okay, now I get who. And then I heard the ums and ums. I was like, yeah. afterwards, yeah. when I knew who it was meant to be, I started picking up on the things. But no, just, yeah, straight away, I was like, I don't know who this guy is. rough as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, some, blo- some other bloke yeah. came in afterwards. And I was like, <laughs> who's this guy? Who was a bit OTT? He sounded a bit angry all the way through it. <laughs> well, I, I think I think that's justified considering what's happened. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyone want to fill our listeners in on the plot for this? Okay. <laughs> Well, following on from the last one, mm-hmm. the Doctor has headed towards Planetoid 50. can't remember why, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was, yes. there was some reason, but yeah, I can't remember why. Yeah. And instead of materialising on an airless body of dead asteroid, mm-hmm. he suddenly finds himself in Victorian London, Delicious. just outside Kew Gardens. Yes. Covered in red weed. Covered mm, in yes. red weed. And we are on, looks like we are in a full Martian invasion a la HG Wells, mm-hmm. complete with red weed, fighting machines, mm. and Martians. Or as he's referred to as Herbert. Herbert, Herbert, yeah. he is mentioned as Herbert, yeah. Yes, a bit of a shame you didn't mention more the fact that he actually met Herbert. Yeah. But, yeah. And but no, it is actually all down to the machinations mm. of Missy. Missy, yes. Who yeah. has slightly implausibly <laughs> recreated Victorian London yeah. on this planetoid, populated it with Martians with their walking fighting machines, mm-hmm. and also kidnapped various mm, individuals yes. from Victorian, Victorian London, London yes. to populate it. Mm-hmm. And she seems to have lost control of the Martians. Mm. What's it? Dogs and snails and puppy dog tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Missy was in full fine barking mad form. <laughs> she was. She was yeah. very good. Her and Tennant, I think, worked really well together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. But it also turns out she seems to, or he seems to be having an identity crisis as well. The implication that, I certainly got the implication that the Master has been hit oh, with yes. the same weapon mm, that yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. Doctor has. The degeneration weapon. Yeah. And the, the Martian fighting machines, one of the byproducts of their heat ray is seems to be a stable, a time lord stabilisation, because it... The first Doctor gets hit with it and regenerates into the possibly 10th Doctor, mm, possibly 14th Doctor. Yeah. Mm. But uh, that is <laughs> uh, that stabilises him for the duration of this adventure. Yeah, I wondered if we were meant to think that Missy, or the, presumably the Time War Master, yeah. was the one who shot the Doctor to get the Doctor to solve the problem so that the Master can piggyback off that, the solution to whatever caused them to be degenerating. But I don't know. I don't know. No, Mrs. Knight is not going to believe me. I'm trying to help. And at the end of it, she knows a bit more, but not a lot more. But pointing mm. the doctor in the way of uh, them and yeah. analyse the soil, it's made from the same gun mm. as the, the bay. <laughs> I, I, I had a slight problem with this one, but only a personal problem in so much as it's the first time I've listened to an audio with Madame Vastra in it yeah. for mm-hmm. a year. So every time they mention Vastra... <laughs> Ah, uh, your, your cats. Yes. <laughs> I visualise this grey and white moggy lounging in my living room. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing was, there's one point at which Mrs. talking to Vastra like I talk to my Vastra. <laughs> Life imitating art. <laughs> of course, we do have the gang from Paternoster Road. Yes. Here. Mm-hmm. We've got um, mm. Vastra is 
kept in the reptile house the as a prisoner of the of Missy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jenny is under Missy's mesmeric yes. influence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Strax, good old Strax, has gone rogue. I wouldn't say he's gone. I wouldn't say he's gone rogue. I mean, I found the whole episode a glorious mishmash between Doctor Who, H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, and Jeff Wayne's War of the yeah. Worlds. Yes, with him doing his whole. Yes. Let's live underground. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all right, David new, Essex. Uh, <laughs> yes, all right, yeah. David Essex. Yeah. Yeah. The, it didn't say how, how, or why she'd ended up with the Paternoster gang. No, no. It, there's no reference to. I think. I think kidnapping them it, or getting them. You're, you're you're told that she repopulated it from people from the Victorian mm, era. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming it's from the wide catchment area of yeah. people that she picked up, along mm. with the journalists. Yeah. Yeah. The other character, yeah. The other yeah. character. Yeah. Um, guest yeah, character. That was a mishmash of journalists. To me, she reminded me of uh, Carrie, the uh, narrator's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. It was a co- sort of a combination mm, of the yeah. journalist and, mm. and Carrie. But I did like it got mentioned that, uh, yeah, I've seen the film, read the book. Watched the musical and the stadium. Yep. And wasn't there a puppet show? Yeah. Was there a, oh, a the puppet, puppet show? show? <laughs> I'm not aware of one, but uh, it may <laughs> like it is, yeah. It's now to copyright. <laughs> so probably. Yes, there may be one. I, I mean, War of the Worlds is one of my favourite mm. books. And I do like the Doctor Who War of the World crossovers. They've done, <laughs> they've done a couple now. Yeah. And I always like, they do it very respectfully, even if it's a bit tongue in cheek or yeah. what have you. They do it more respectfully than some of the movies have ever done with well, Taking yeah. of the World yes. World. Yes. And it's such a fertile ground for a crossover with Doctor Who, I think. Mm. But this one, it, I, I did enjoy it. it mm. I got a bit lost on what the hell was going on. Not in that I didn't get it, but how can I put it? It didn't seem to progress the story anywhere. Oh, no, no. And it, I'll, I'll give you that. No. It, <laughs> but also, I'm like, I don't quite get it. it yeah, you know, it's the fact that Missy did this because she thought if she does something, on such a grand mm. scale it will focus her mind and but it's like it, it is almost like a trap to attack, attack the doctor as well because yeah. it's earth and it's if you're going to create anything she could loads of other stuff she could have created yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i mean it i enjoyed it, it oh yeah it, i enjoyed it 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 tr- trundled along quite nicely the cons against it is yeah it's slightly implausible that she would create the entirety of london <laughs> yeah and yeah there are other ways for attracting the doctor and yes it's once again another episode three mm. we, we get yeah. a small increment f- step forward in the overall plot yeah like i mentioned mm, yeah. something that's going to come up later down the line yeah it's a small step forward Prose, it is an enjoyable, lovable romp. I, oh, yeah. I, oh, I yeah, very can't so, get yeah. enough of Strax. I love Strax yeah. and the entire <laughs> Pastanoster collection. Very strong set of characters. And yes. There's yeah. one bit I can't decide if I'm happy that they did or sad or what. Even when I listened to it, I was like, wait, they've done that. I do want to go. Don't know if you heard it, but when Tenant's doctor goes into the yeah. next doctor and says farewell, mm. he's like, yeah, I'm going to go now because I do want to go. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm. It's clearly uh, like... Yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he did the whole teeth thing at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah a little, little stab in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> As for overall, though, this is another fun one, but do I feel like it's working as a series not particularly mm. well, this was actually the first one recorded it's recorded in about was it july 2020 mm. when Ebby's back in lockdown i mean it's a fun episode to listen to but it doesn't really advance the story in any way no no, no. 
I've enjoyed the majority of these. Yeah. Except, as I said, uh, the Fifth Doctor one. Mm -hmm. But the fun aspect of an anniversary story is them bouncing off each other, of the various Mm. Doctors' egos rubbing up against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which, we're getting them in linear order, not all together. together. Maybe they'll somehow do that in the final one, in the Coda one, which is coming next Mm. year, November next year. I don't know how we do that. Wait, that's next year or is this year? No, the final one is in 2024, November 2024. Technically, the anniversary runs from November to November. November. So technically... (laughs) (laughs) He's mounted! For those people listening... For those people listening, Stephen has just slid off the settee as though he has just been filleted. (laughs) (laughs) By Missy, probably. (laughs) Probably. Um, So when was this recorded? October. 2020. Because the way that David Tennant played the Doctor Mm. in this wasn't the Tenth Doctor. Oh, really? There was was elements of it, but... Everything was really, really, and it was all very, um, he was and it was very, very grumpy, and it was all very, very. I didn't get him being grumpy very much. He's only very. It, it was to me. It was I almost like a caricature of the tenth mm. doctor to some extent, and I was very wondering if that was a sort of like a forbearance of how he was going to play the fourteenth mm. doctor. Yeah, but if it's is, that far apart, yeah, it long isn't, before he would have been approached yeah, that's to the fourteenth doctor. Wondering about when it was recorded, and he has been what well, the tenant uh, the the tenth doctor box sets the missy box sets mm-hmm. and i think dalek universe he has been 10 before mm. oh, yeah. on audio mm. yeah oh yeah i've, I've listened to it it could be it could be it could be the fact that he's not actually 10 and not actually 14 but he's an amalgamation mm-hmm. of that doctor <laughs> plus <laughs> the war doctor yeah mm-hmm. so I, yeah and whatever's going on with the character and yeah that i think this is probably as much what's going on with david Tennant at the time having been in lockdown for a couple could, of months yeah mm-hmm. could be yeah. <laughs> could be um, that uh, only thing he'd been able to do is talk to michael sheen yeah but it keeps in the funny thing online about him and michael sheen about him saying you're not the doctor anymore <laughs> <laughs> now he's got his own back. <laughs> yeah you will always be apparently yeah uh, so I don't know. Uh, interesting where they take the thing, but I think as an overall concept, it's just an excuse to throw carrots together. It's nothing more yeah. than that. I yeah. hoped it would be something more than that, but it's not. No, uh, it's, not. Not. it's a good reason to throw them together. As I said before to you before, the the one that's been closest to an anniversary story for me was the last one, the Sixth Doctor, with uh, Colin Baker, Camille, Camille Caudry, yeah. and Michelle Ryan. Yeah, it's mm. the fact that you've got two companions that never technically meet but not bounce they were so each other. good together yeah they bounced off each other in wonderful ways that's what you get when the the doctors get together is yeah. they bounce off each other in yeah. interesting ways but like um, most of these this could have just been a regular yeah oh yeah uh, tenth it, doctor it would work to it would have worked as a regular story it didn't need the yeah. the framework around it no yeah wow wait no <laughs> Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, dear listener, if you've listened to Once and Future, The Martian's Invasion of Planetoid 50, (laughs) or any of the other big audio Once and Futures, where do you think they're going? Do you think they're good? Let us know at show... At... Staggering... Stories... Dot... Net! Before we move to the letters, oh, right, yeah. we cannot go again under the punishment 
of he who is named. The piercing glare. The oh, piercing no. glare. We no. really should say hello. <laughs> Actually, hello. in the podcast. Yes. <laughs> One, two, three. Hello, Head of Pertwee. Hello, Handles. Inky squirt a lot. Moomin. Dangerous Churchill. Various nebulas. Terence. Terence. Dave Zilla the Mighty. Adipose. Graham. 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 Graham the Adipose. And the menagerie of other creatures. Got a plushy nebula turning up any day. I'm not going to ask. I'm just <laughs> not going to ask. So, do we have any letters? We, we do. do have a bit of oh, feedback. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, dear listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, especially you. You're so kind. Thank you. It's very nice. Um, Sorry. Our first piece of feedback is from Andrew Scott. Ah, hello, hello, Andrew. Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Dear all, I'd forgotten how, in the first few years of New Who, how excited we used to get over Doctor Who trailers, <laughs> no matter if the episode was good or less so. Yep. The anticipation was palpable. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Antissa. The anticipation was palpable. <laughs> Thank you. Palpable. <laughs> palpable. It feels like having been through an era where this just, has, just hasn't happening, that it's back with a vengeance. Mm. The latest one with the much mistreated Donna and Dr. Hoible's toy maker really has got folk excited. And let's hope, in the same way as at 50, we had the Doctor not blowing up Gallifrey. Hmm. There is some kind of resolution for Donna. Hmm. Now, although you might not have saved Confidential, and I really liked that song, <laughs> we have unleashed... It does sound a bit familiar in its aims. Roll on new who. <laughs> yeah. I've also been watching very short treks. Oh, yes. oh yeah. And although not entirely my cup of tea, I was interested to see a quick glimpse of prodigy characters. Yeah. Recently, it's been treated rather like an embarrassing relative that no one at Paramount talks about, <laughs> with season two reportedly done but not released. Mm. By the time you read this, that may have changed. Finally, just to plug the non-sci-fi but ludicrously only murders in the building. Oh, yes. Mm. Totally ridiculous fun. Yeah, it's. I think that's on Disney or something. Tis, yeah, Disney yeah I don't mm. have Disney. Unfortunately, I, I've just watched the last episode of season three. Oh, really? really? Wow, I've seen season one as far as I've got. Well, I, really I, 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 I'm afraid I, I enjoyed it and I've burned through it. Right. <laughs> it does look fun. Yeah, it is. Best of all. Andrew Scott. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Talking to executives, I'm just re-watching the Brennan Wallinder. Oh, yeah. And oh, I've yeah. come to the conclusion there is only one detective that has a happy, stable home life, <laughs> be that married or happily single. Yeah. And that's Barnaby's for Midsummer Murders. <laughs> oh, really? Everyone else is yeah. divorced acrimoniously, yep. their partner's died, yeah. they're frustratedly single, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have more murders than you can shake a stick at, but they're all co happy. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps them busy. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any more feedback? We do. Ooh, we won. have one from Catherine Dragonmaker. Terence says hi. She says, hello, Staggerers. Hello, Terence. Hello, hello, Mummy. Hello, Dave Zilla the Mighty. Hello, Head of Pertwee. Hello to the rest. The Renaissance Festival continues to amaze with sales and visiting friends. Ah, good. Only two weekends left. That's all right. There will be only one when this episode drops. Mm. I have been a very busy dragon maker this year. Yeah, well good. done, well done. Ahsoka wraps up this week, and, well, 
I can't say I'm happy with all of it. Okay. Moments of brilliance. Yep. Episode 5 was brilliant, and a couple of the casting choices were perfect. But the whole has left me quite unsatisfied. Mm, okay. As a fan, I've enjoyed copious fan service. Oh, who doesn't? But a, co- <laughs> <laughs> but a coherent storyline and consistent characterization would have been nice. <laughs> oh, well. Much as I was looking forward to the show, it's not my favourite time period in Star Wars, so Filoni can take the, uh, can't take that away from me. <laughs> the Romans, on the other hand, was a delight from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. Vicky was such a lovely addition to the TARDIS team. Yeah. Ostensibly the same age as Susan, she had a very uh, different relationship with the Doctor, which was a breath of fresh air. Definitely. Back to dragoning, my friends. Oh. Be well. And on, Catherine the Dragon Maker. Thank, Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, Ahsoka, I quite enjoyed it, but yes, I did feel like it could have been a lot better. I haven't caught up with my Star Wars as yet. Okay. Mm. So. I have really I've enjoyed it. I've just got the final episode to watch. No, I've enjoyed it. Okay. You've enjoyed it? The big thing, which is not a, really a surprise or spoiler, is that Thrawn mm, yes. Yes. is finally in live action. Yeah. And it's played by the same guy, Lars Mikkelsen, who, who did the voice ah. for Rebels. And he's really great, but it does feel like there's a lot of tell or not show yeah really i would have liked to have had seen his influence on things yeah before there's been told oh we can't have mm. thrown back because that's gonna be bad it'd be nice to know why that would be bad i i know because i've read the books i know yeah. what sort of character he is yeah it would be nice to see see mm. him off the leash mm. yeah rather than just have him just show up the back of shot <laughs> 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 that's an imperial and a white outfit uh, yeah i think that was mishandled but yeah on the whole it, it's not terrible but uh, well, to me i enjoyed it because it felt like it was different to mano like in the oh, fa- yeah. in the effects that it actually did feel like a series going along, whereas yeah, yeah. Mando mm-hmm. is very much story of the week, pretty yeah. much like mission yeah. of the week or whatever. At least until well. season three. Yeah, yeah. not saying Mando's bad. Like, I still love Mando. It's probably my favorite yeah. show still. But it's, it's Ahsoka, a different beast. Yeah. yeah, it's a different beast. And Ahsoka, yeah. I really enjoyed. I like the character. I love the series. I loved that we get quite a bit more of Humang. Yeah, David Tennant's in every episode. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> my doctor was there. <laughs> so this is great. And yeah, like just the story as it went along, learning more and more, and it's good fun. Okay. I won't say anything else because you not see it. No, no, I, yeah. I will see it. It's just yeah. I'm working my way through other things at the moment. It was a nice bit of galaxy building as well, mm. without spoiling things as well. Like it was nice the way they've done that and added a bit more to the universe yes. in the galaxy far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything else? I think that's probably it, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Take us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh, oh. but I, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> but never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So until that... P for plan. Prestigious. <laughs> pontificating. Protruding. Petulant. Pacificically. <laughs> protuberance. Pestulantly. Comes... Plodding pomposuously <laughs> and piously towards us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir. The human eye is a wonderful device. With a little effort, it can fail to see the most glaring injustices. You have been listening to the Staggering Strength Podcast, Series 1, Number 430. Featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, Keith Dunn and Stephen Clare. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. I did a thing!
Also of note to us is the likes of oh dear. Also, <laughs> I was going to say you almost we, that we have there. to read this stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, I may have an addendum. Of course, he has an addendum. You There's probably addendum. some role play game that the released two... one tiny little figure <laughs> two, of the second guard desperate. on the left. Two desperate uh, addendums. Can you prove they didn't happen? These events. <laughs> uh, Low, dark, and pendulous. What was the big finish? Once the Martian invasion of, of Planetoid 50. 50 yes. Then I step to the right. Put your and tuck your knees in. <laughs> Who played the narrator in, in Rocky Horror? Yeah. Charles Gray. Mm, the face is familiar. Huh? This man has no the neck. neck. <laughs> <laughs> you are about to see a man who has no neck. How does he smell? <laughs> Terrible! Quick, 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 break. Break. Pee break. 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 break! Shake, 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 it over. <laughs> right, so the 60th isn't technically actually this year, even though they've... Well, it, big it, it is, it starts, they have a year's worth. Yeah, it starts on November the 23rd this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Technically right. run to November the 23rd next year. Or 22nd, yeah. So, Sorry, 22nd. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying, like, obviously the Big Finish have done, like, this story for their 60th anniversary. Yeah, but yeah. Before the actual 60th well, it year it, starts. So this year is the anniversary year. Yeah. Because it's 1963 and 2023. Yeah. But the anniversary itself is on the 23rd of November. And then which means you always get another year. Right. So you're going to get a two-year yeah. anniversary, effectively. Yeah. Okay. We'll be Look at timey wimey. The Three Doctors is actually season 10. Wasn't it? So it's actually, what, nine years after? It wasn't actually on the 10th anniversary. Mm. Oh god, I'm gonna fall out of meeting today. My brain has died. Feature. You two wanna do this. You do it, you do it. Because my brain don't wanna do this. My brain don't wanna work no more. Genie got it wrong. Genie got it wrong. Genie's eh, 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 eh. So, oh my god! <laughs>